Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Come through, queen. I want to see you come through, queen. Hi everyone, it's Dan. And Brendan. And this is Come, Come Through, Through Queen. Queen. This is episode 59, Bethany the Bitchy Witch. This week on Come Through Queen, we have a bona fide television critic in our midst, Daniel Daddario, who will help us make sense of the madness in the Berkshires, as well as the new VH1 show, Daytime Divas, and scripted takes on reality television. We asked, we believed, and we received. The Real Housewives of Orange County trailer is here, and we're analyzing the hell out of it. And if that wasn't enough, we also have a Real Houses of New York mid-season trailer. A former princess of Long Island is being healed by the WWE. And Marla Maples is popping up along with Jill Zarin on Lou's Instagram. And we'll be recapping RuPaul's Drag Race and Real Houses of New York. And surprise bitch, I caught up on Potomac. (laughs) And as always, we'll have our Freak of the Week and the One True Queen. Hi, Dan. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. I know. We're like... We're, we were surprised to learn that you're an actual listener of this show. I listen every <laughs> week. <laughs> um, why you'd be surprised. I love it. So, I know you watch real TV for a living, but in the Bravo world, like, what are the shows that you tune into? I tune in avidly to Real Housewives of New York and even still Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Okay. The other ones I've kind of fallen off on for various reasons and in Dallas well, no. <laughs> well I watch all of Dallas but I don't think I still watch it it's not really still 
a going concern, I think. Yeah. I'm not sure anyone will still be watching Dallas at this point. <laughs> yeah. I'm so sad if they don't come back. Um, but what other what other reality shows do you watch? And like, what other things in our wheelhouse are you <laughs> in tune with? My other big Bravo show, besides Watch What Happens, is Below Deck. Oh. And I like the whole Below Deck kind of format. I also watched Opera Ski. <gasps> I oh. tuned into that. Which is like Below Deck, but on... Honestly, snowy Lodge. mountain. It yeah. only in one season, then it was like sort of rebranded as Timberlake Creek. Lodge. Yeah, yeah. I didn't watch that one. I only watched Opryski. I think it's yeah. like the same exact thing. There was a gay on Opryski. There mm-hmm. was. Yeah. Yeah, and also like the people on it all had other jobs, so they would just leave for weeks at a time. It was a horribly produced show. Oh, that snowboarder girl. Mm-hmm. I hated her. Yeah. Um, and you watch Drag Race. Oh, yeah. Well, that's in your wheelhouse, too. I yeah. definitely watch Drag Race, and I watch Untucked. Yeah, well, yeah, you have to watch Untucked. Have you seen all of Drag Race, or did you, like, jump in later on in life? I am... (laughs) (laughs) He's, like, a lot younger than us. (laughs) Listen, close to the end of my life, I jumped on... I am one of the many people who, for whatever reason, uh, jumped in on season four, the Sharon Needle season. Well, that was, like, an iconic season. That was kind of the tipping point for a lot of people, and for me as well. I've never gone back, uh, but I've watched every season since then. Two and three are really a treat. Yeah. Yeah. Especially Untucked in both of those. Yeah. Untucked back then was just, like, the Wild West. Like, anything happened. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Like, I feel like they didn't, like, the, the girls, like, since there wasn't really an Untucked before then... Like, just let loose, you know? Whereas now, like, how many seasons in, they're, like, some of them are, like, a little more quiet. And the well, there's produced. a whole conversation to be had about, like, the way they acted back then compared to now because of, like, the fandom. Yeah. And, like, if you are the villain on that show, the fans will come after you. Yeah. And whether or not you win the show is kind of less important at this point than just whether you can go out as a fan favorite. Yeah, get a fan a fan base going. Yeah, because yeah, then you could go back for all-stars or you could just make a lot of money at the bar. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Fifi O'Hara is probably not doing mm. that as much. Yeah. Mm. Fifi. So, I think the TV show you're known most for on the internet is Sex and the City. Mm-hmm. You ran a very popular Twitter account called... Sex and the City 3 or SATC3. Yes. I, that's like why I started following Dan to begin with. Which I feel like a lot of people probably took that journey. Like they found you true. through Sex and the City. Yeah, and I... It, it no longer is with us, although all the archives oh, are still it's up. It's still with us. It's you and still do it you from still your do account. it on your personal account. On my personal account, yes. <laughs> I am still riding hard for the one more story we have to tell. Mm-hmm. Um, so, that's a, that's a good segue into what we want to do for a mm-hmm. second. So, Uh-oh. okay... <laughs> Here's my pitch. Sex and the City 3 is coming back, but they have to recast it because it's only going to air on Bravo. Okay. So they're going to recast it with Housewives from whatever Housewives franchises you watch or care about. Or even that you're aware of. Yes. I'm sure you know who NeNe Leakes is. Yes. Yeah. So I'm going to go through the main characters and a few of the other Side side characters and... You give us your first thought of who should play the that role. role. Yeah. So, of course, we'll start with Carrie Bradshaw. This one, to me, is so stuck in my mind that I just need to say it and move on. Yeah. It's Carol Radzigel. Right? Ooh, yeah, yeah. She I is think, our, like, I think Bravo's that's how, like, they marketed her when yeah. she first yes. came on. I don't even think it was that subtle. The whole thing of that she's a writer, even though she actually was a very real journalist in a way yeah, Carrie yeah. Bradshaw never was. She's, you know, kind of a downtown girl. She's... 
fun. She's more fashion forward, I think, than a lot of her contemporaries. Mm-hmm. So, Carol. Okay. That's perfect, yeah. Let's go to Samantha. Samantha, I think, is probably Luann. Yeah. I think that's a good one. I think a lot of people would initially think uh, Sonia. Yeah. yeah. Just because of the blonde hair, probably. <laughs> right. And I don't mean to keep this only to New York, although all of the ladies of Sex and the City did live in the city between rivers. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but I feel like Luann kind of owns it a little bit more mm, and yeah. is more unapologetic even than Sonia. Like mm-hmm. the modern day Luann. Would yes, be the contemporary Luann. Like Not Luann's the old day. school. Right. Yeah. Well, she could be a Charlotte. But yeah, the old school Luann would be a Charlotte. Speaking of Charlotte, yeah. who would be Charlotte? <laughs> That's a really good question. I think Charlotte could be... I feel like it would be like a slightly younger housewife, but not Jules. Um, mm-hmm. Let me think about who who is like a. Could it be a Melissa Gorga? Is that crazy? Yeah, I, I think it could be a Melissa Gorga. Because Melissa Gorga had like has like she that book she wrote was very like subservient, subservient, old school relationship thinking. Yeah, like take the music out of the equation as America <laughs> did. And, um, <laughs> You have this person whose whole life is kind of her husband and family. Yeah. And very kind of focused on the domestic arts in a way that I think really chimes with (laughs) Charlotte a lot. I think that makes sense. Yeah. So let's go to Miranda. Hmm. Got it. I'm mad now. I've already said Carol. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Could it be Alex McCord? Yeah. I mean, she lived in Brooklyn. She She lived in Brooklyn and she was like is one of the more professional housewives, even though, like, she lost her job through being on the show. Oh, you know who it actually is, I feel like? Oh. Eileen Davidson. Oh! I sort of think, like, the narrative that has been created around Eileen Davidson as far as, like... I don't know. I'm thinking of like Miranda in those overalls and <laughs> yes. Eileen Davidson yes. in overalls. Yes. That's what I thought of it. <laughs> like sort of the goofy one. Yeah, and kind of like tries really hard to be a truly good friend, but always like a pace and a half behind. Yes, like a really loyal. This might be a little outside your wheelhouse, but Anna Kinones from Miami. Well, just because she's a lawyer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so like she would fit that role a little bit. So you, you have some... Side characters? Yeah, I have some side characters. First of all, (laughs) the one I wanted to do first was, um, what's her name? Kirsten Johnson's character. Lacey? Lexi? Lexi Lexi Featherston. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Isn't that Sonia? Yeah, definitely. I feel like Sonia... Maybe like well, that Chanel probably like creative. <laughs> oh no, but that's not in the book. And like, no. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, after I do want to talk about Candace Bushnell, okay. but we can wait till we talk about New York. Okay. Um, let's go for let's go for a couple of the men, and I will. Let's say this could be gender neutral. Sure. Um, <laughs> so Mr. Big. Hmm. I mean, even though notionally Carrie is Carol Radziville, mm-hmm. Adam is not Mr. Big. No, <laughs> I think. Adam's like the the guy that she went on like did drugs with and went to the the parents' apartment. Yeah, yeah. Um, (laughs) I was gonna say like Aiden, but no, 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 no. Uh, Could Big be Tom D'Agostino? Yes, yes, yes. Because he's kind of a player in this whole world. Mm -hmm. He's a man about town, heir to the the grocery store chain. There are concerns (laughs) about how committed he is to the relationship, just like there Mm -hmm. were with Carrie and Jake. Go get our girl. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Let's talk about Smith. Would this be Adam? No. Smith. 
I mean, are there... I don't think there's really a Smith in, like, the Bravo universe. Better, younger men. I mean, maybe the Chad is the young guy that Tinsley meets. Oh, my God. <laughs> Chad is Smith. I love Tinsley. <laughs> Tinsley is unbroken. Um, no, I mean, I guess it's Adam, but... And Carol is kind of a Samantha in that setting. Okay, I just want to do... I have four more. Is that too oh, okay. much? Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> a Steve... Uh, Steve is, oh God, I'm sorry. I'm just like thinking for a second. Yeah, it's hard he, to think about the men. He is yeah. such a non-factor for me when I watch the show. <laughs> um, you don't even tear up when they walk across the Brooklyn Bridge. Well, that's the movies. I said oh, when yeah. I watch the show. Oh, <laughs> sorry. Yeah, wow. Um, could Steve be, um, it's not. Jason Hoppy, even though oh my god, (laughs) (laughs) they both have like similar relationship dynamics. Because Miranda and Steve are a very challenging pair, Mm -hmm. and Jason Hoppy had was really close with his family, and Bethany resented that. Right, right, that makes sense. They did not walk across the Brooklyn Bridge. Oh my god! In fact, (laughs) Bethany hasn't been (laughs) referenced. Um, I just actually I'm just gonna do two more. Okay. Uh, it's Stanford and Anthony because I'd want to hear the gays. Anthony feels like Dwight, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, he literally is a party planner. He's either Dwight or yeah. the party planner in Atlanta or in Beverly Hills who says she 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 Hills darling she 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 she. But since I don't know his name, I guess it's Dwight. He also Ken. is Kenley. Yeah, he's oh. also a little bit Wait, of a is mix. It Kenley, or am I like dreaming that? Uh, it's something like that. Okay. Of the Gina's gay who throws the wine glass at the driveway. Oh, yeah, yeah, just yeah. a little bit of a personality <laughs> like that. And let's do Stanford. Stanford, he's hard. I know. Do we, is his relationship with Carrie is a lot like. Um, Sonia's relationship with her assistants. Oh yes. my God. <laughs> so one of the interns. So any one of the interns. Pickles. <laughs> Just name one if you know a name. <laughs> okay. That took a little bit, so let's get into the news. Mm, okay. But thank you for playing that. That was, that was really fun. <laughs> I, I, I'm really glad. I'm really glad we did it. <laughs> Wait, what is the account if people want to like go back into the archives? Is it locked? No, I no. think it's open. Uh, it's S-A-T-C- Three quell, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's, okay. So it's yeah, yeah. Sex in the City, the three quell. Yes, perfect. And is is it going to happen? Do you think in real life? As of this moment, I would say no. Mm. Get Candace Bushnell on the phone. I don't think she <laughs> has <laughs> any involvement. Get, get Michael Patrick King on the phone. Oh yeah, him. I feel like anytime one of the ladies like has something going on, like it all like comes up again. Correct. Um, like Cynthia Nixon, because like Cynthia Nixon's on Broadway and like is nominated for the Tony, and now we're talking about it again. I actually had the opportunity to interview Sarah Jessica Parker mm-hmm. last year when Divorce came out, and I didn't want to go overboard, but I just said kind of like do you feel badly that whenever you're promoting anything in your life, people ask you if you've got one more story to tell? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she was like, no, I love it. And I feel really honored that I've touched people in this way. And mm-hmm. I buy it. Like, I think they feel gratitude. Yeah. Yeah. I think, <laughs> well, I think the way, like the way that you asked it is more interesting than like the way every other person like asks it. Like, like uh, when are we going to see the girls again? <laughs> well, at this point, like, there is no answer. There's not going to be a, like, oh, we're actually shooting tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. It's silly. Uh, okay. 
Orange County. <sighs> Speaking of girls. Yeah. <laughs> our girls are our back. Girls <laughs> bring back our girl. <laughs> no, I like... I, like, I never had, like, a close place in my heart for Orange County, but, like, over the... Like, this, I feel like I'm I'm really here for it. I feel like since Shannon Bedore has come around, I've, like, really felt that there was a heart in Orange County. Yeah, 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 yeah. God, that sounded so... <laughs> well, also, now that Heather is gone, I feel like Mom is away. So, like, they could all misbehave. <laughs> Because, like, they were all, it's like when Barbara Walters is, like, <laughs> on The View, and they would, like, behave themselves, and then, like, Friday they would let loose. It's like... That's, like, heavenly. Daytime divas. <laughs> so, we see the first of Big Little Eyes' impact. Truly. That was a beautifully executed beginning to this trailer. Wait, so, you don't watch... OC. Orange County. I don't. I actually have never seen an episode. Oh, it's so good. It's one of those that at this point there's so much backstory that I don't oh. feel like I can just dive in. It's impossible. Yeah. yeah. Dan started from the beginning with Like a lunatic. Yeah. Like like two or three years ago, I watched ten seasons in a row and it was really an insane moment in my life. But it is really, <laughs> really good. Yeah. But the pro like I don't even recommend though going back because the first four seasons are garbage because like the first two seasons were before there were even any other franchises well wasn't it when they were just ripping off both the oc and desperate housewives exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yes yes and like they, there was just no direction and then like eventually we got like we figured out we got to get the girls on trips and like interacting right. with each other like the first two seasons were them living their lives with their family like all separate all separate and then they would like have a reunion they would have like an end of the season party and show up together so like, there was no stakes involved. Um, but now it's, like, great. So, Big Little Lies. <laughs> you should be the TV critic. <laughs> <laughs> Please. He wishes. No. I'm, I'm just, well, host a podcast. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. Um, uh, let's uh, realize Beckett. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, we get, like, well, so during, like, the waves hitting the beach, we have, like, clips from last season. And the reunion, I think. Or just during last season? I really didn't notice it was last season. Oh, yeah. No, it's They're always yelling the same thing. So <laughs> it's like... Well, I'm hoping this year, like, we're moving past the Vicky cancer, cancer. lie storyline. So Vicky's prior boyfriend lied about having cancer. I, this <laughs> is this has reached my notice. This is yeah. Brooks, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brooks. Yeah, I've heard about this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, all the ladies obviously don't like the fact that she was in on a lie. So yeah. And last year she started a charity that wasn't real called Kill All Cancer. Yeah. <laughs> and her, like, son even called her out for it. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so what's the first scene that we get into? Well, we see here? Tamara send her orange, first of all. Which she has been sent her orange before. Yeah, I have noticed that OC will switch it up more than other cities. Yeah. And there's a great, this is great, there's a great Tumblr called Every Real Housewives Title Card. Yeah. Um, ben runs that. And it's Beautiful really good. He updated it immediately when we first <laughs> got the thing. It's like really important to see the placement. Yeah. Because like in a New York, if Bethany's there, she's got the center apple. Right. But like here, you never know what's going to happen. Iconic. Um, it looks so good. Um... <laughs> Megan's back, which we talked about last week. Oh, he, well, yeah, and, and we talked about for months and months and months, thinking that she was not coming back, and here she is. And then Lydia's back, which 
there's a lot of like negativity about that on the internet, but like she's a welcome breath of fresh air to me. But also, also I think like she is coming in with a new higher energy. Yeah. Like, she washed little, herself. She was a little bit of a mouse in the house the first season she was, the one and only season she was on. And now she's like, Lydia's back. And she's like throwing <laughs> a party and popping something. And her mom, Judy, is in the mix. Yeah, so Lydia's mom, Judy, like loves pot. And that was like <laughs> her the thing that on. made Lydia interesting her season. How long ago was she on that she's coming back? Like four or five seasons ago. It's really insane. Yeah, so like she didn't even overlap with Shannon Bedore. No, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And Shannon's been like a mainstay for quite a few years. Now. Yeah, yeah. Shannon's I love been Madore like... super fan. <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, Shannon Bedore is the Dorinda of OC. Yeah. Like, she came in there and like stuck her roots into the ground. <laughs> she is a tree. <laughs> she is the tree. Um, so, we, we thought Lydia was going to be on team Tamara, uh, Bedore. And who else? Anyone else? No. Oh, just the two of them. But apparently she's with, like, Vicky. And she's the one who brings in Peggy. I thought it was going to be Kelly bringing in Peggy. Peggy looks like one of those housewives from, like, Australia. With, like, the big... <laughs> you know, like... you. I always see them. I've never watched one of them. But, like, they yeah. all have, like, the big, like, bouffant faux hawk thing yeah. going on. She looks just like them. It's kind of like mixing, like... Oh, like California rich woman style with like a little bit of Jersey. Yeah. Her yeah. voice kind of reminded me of Dorit in a way. She sounded a bit international. As though, <laughs> as though when you travel the world, you can speak in any accent you exactly, want. Exactly, yeah. But is Peggy not from... I think she's from somewhere. Yeah, maybe she actually... Yeah, yeah, she might not be from Connecticut. Yeah. <laughs> You're from Connecticut. Dorit. Uh, <laughs> let me see. Oh, we got more of Jimmy... Like treating his wife badly, Megan King Edmonds, where she's like, Are you turning me on? And she's, he's like, No. What's with that? Like, he obviously <laughs> wants to be on the show, right? Like, to sell his candles or whatever he does. Yeah. But isn't his career like baseball commentary or coaching or something? I know, but he does candle on the side. On the side. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, Shannon Bedore's storyline, something that we haven't really tackled on the Housewives since Caroline Manzo, is a struggle with weight. Where she's like, all I want to do is eat. <laughs> <laughs> um, and she blamed it on Vicky, which is yes, shocking. I, I love it. <laughs> um, and then they go to Iceland. They landed on the moon. They just switched the letter. <laughs> Last year was Ireland. This year is Iceland. <laughs> and speaking of Ireland, Shannon's wearing her top from Ireland all over again. I know. Does she only have one green article of clothing <laughs> that she has to wear every St. Patrick's Day? I mean, it's a beautiful green article of clothing. I love her. Um, Gretchen Christine is in the preview. Oh, and she's asking about, I cannot believe the Eddie is Eddie gay storyline is still happening. Yeah. I don't think he's gay. Yeah, I don't think so. But yeah. like, I don't know. <laughs> like, what, oh, like, it's not like I've seen him on the street. Like, <laughs> what do I know? Do we think this is Gretchen Christine, like stepping into it I and hope like, so like maybe Jill Zarin might come back next season and Gretchen Christine yeah they're like, just like testing the waters of bringing back these women yeah cause, cause both Gretchen and Jill Zarin are like hot button issues for their respective franchises that's true polarizing polarizing yeah we'll get into Jill more later um and also, Lizzie was sitting next to Gretchen Christine but who I cares I can't believe she's still around I know like they've been like 
pulling her back every season and like not giving the her the only good thing about her is the gift from the reunion of her that someone wrote I'm shook over <laughs> <laughs> or no we're all shook we're all shook <laughs> which I have like at the ready for any text conversation what did she say initially what was she saying initially we're all hurt yeah. <laughs> someone switched it to we're all shook it's so good I've seen that so many times that I just assumed that's what she was saying <laughs> I'm not a trained lip reader <laughs> Uh, yeah, but they tried to they tried to start her up in was it Shannon's first season? Was it the two of them, or was it? No, I want to say it was like the season before that. No, I think it might have been Shannon's season because what weren't they at her house when Shannon was saying you you all, you see, all the see the truth? truth? Yeah, that's crazy to think that they started off in the same and they've been trying to make field. this woman happen and she just, she just can't happen. she put, didn't put down roots like Shannon. <laughs> <laughs> she, she's just like one of those like air plants that like you don't have to put in the soil they sell it at like west elm where like it's a just succulent like, no no well it kind of looks like a succulent but like just floating and you don't need to put it in dirt <laughs> look it up <laughs> okay <laughs> should we move on from oc yeah oh wait uh, the premiere date is i want to say like july 10th oh just in time for my birthday ish oh yeah there, this is a big one too oh my god i don't know what i'm gonna do for my 30th birthday we have just like a month to figure it out. Okay, fans. fans <laughs> we want to see you all come through. <laughs> what do you want to see us do for my birthday this year? Um, okay, let's move on to A Princesses of Long Island story, which Dan is very excited about. And we I, haven't told him anything about this. I have been kept in the dark. I didn't bother to look it up myself. And I am a big Princesses of Long Island fan. Andy needs to bring it back. I never watched it. Oh, it's so you good. Didn't, didn't we watch it together, like, after watching Selena at James's apartment once? Selena at James's apartment. We remember, remember we, like, gathered to watch Selena the movie at his apartment and then may, maybe watch Princess of Was I out after? of town? I think I might have been out of town. Okay, maybe this is a favorite Oh, question. I remember us gathering to watch the Lindsay Lohan show at his apartment. It might have been a doubleheader. Okay, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so... This is from page six, the paper record. Yeah, this is canon. <laughs> yeah. uh, Ashley White, a star on Bravo's short-lived reality show, Princesses of Long Island, may still love her stilettos and nights out in the Hamptons, but suffering three strokes led her down oh, led no. her to discover an unexpected new passion. I can't even find my words right now. <laughs> this is so crazy. It's so sad. <laughs> I found something deep inside me to figure out my true happiness, which happens to be WWE wrestling. <laughs> What? <laughs> no, and like, she's not a wrestler. Correct me if I'm wrong, is Ashley not the one who got lost in the vineyard and what, and called her mom and was saying, help me? She's the one who had, who was like, like the umbilical cord was still connected. Yes, she got lost <laughs> yeah. in the vineyard in the finale and she, and she called her parents to send a car to pick her up. Yes, yes. Yes. So... Okay, let me continue. It's a sh- it's a shock to most people, but I got I got into it because when I watched WWE, there's no sickness. The 34 year old suffers from lupus, which triggered her strokes. The last one happening after the series run in 2013. Uh, the show followed the Lux lives and drama of six women on Long Island who lived with their parents. Oh my God. Uh, being a WWE super fan is another outlet for the Long Island native, whose height doesn't clear five feet. <laughs> I sit front row, I get all dressed up in my gear and cheer like no one is watching, or everyone is watching. 
<laughs> I interact with all of them. They come up to me and hug me, and people are like, who is that girl? <laughs> so it comes as no surprise that White will be launching a podcast all about her love for the WWE at the end of June. Another competitor for Company Queen. <laughs> why, why didn't you guys get a Page Six article when you launched this? <laughs> I know. At least we had like an episode. Like she hasn't even filmed her first recorded her first episode. I was so waiting for the twist of like why? And she'll be appearing with John Cena at yes. like, like not just that area woman likes to go to wrestling matches. <laughs> um, do you think this means she's a Trump supporter? Because of his history with, <laughs> with, with WWE. I mean, she very well could be. I don't know that this is very revealing. Yeah, I, I don't know. I feel like wrestling like overlaps with that a little bit. Mm. Yeah. Um, so, bring back season two? Season two? Yeah, bring us season two. No. Bring us Gallery Girls first, though. Mm. Yeah. If I'll, I had to pick one. I want to get into that Gallery <laughs> yeah. Girl. But the Gallery Girls have all moved on to bigger and better things. I, I know, but the princesses recast. are still ready. Recast Gallery Girls with a new set. No, of... don't recast it. Just no, bring... remember we like uh, with Victoria Delisep's Holy Center Peach. Center, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Center, center. Uh, easel. Easel. Yeah. Oh my God! And put um, put Carol on it after this. Uh, her <laughs> her art show. Oh my God! The art show. She's the muse. Um. Brendan, what's our next story? So, and I'll show Dan the picture as <laughs> as you explain it. Countess Luann spent a weekend on uh, in the Hamptons with one Jill Zarin, and who was also there? Marla Maple. Marla Maple, <laughs> good friend. And we knew that Marla was friends with Jill Zarin, like, or we knew that like there was no, she's ta- Jill, Jill is openly talked about that I know but when Jill openly talks about stuff it, it could be a fan fiction yeah, that's true. but like this is Marla at Jill's home which they call Camp Zarin tennis ready yeah tennis ready in her tennis whites um this on top of uh what did she say recently what was that famous quote she gave after the Trump stuff <gasps> I'm on a 24 hour mental break or something. <laughs> no, it wasn't that. It was something like, I'm, I'm on a mental retreat. I want her to, like, join the cosmos with, like, Linda Thompson and I want to show about the two of them meditating or something. <laughs> but yeah, that's Marla. <laughs> Mar- no, give Marla an apple. If we're going to bring Jill back... Does Marla live in New York? I thought she was a California girl. Yeah, but when they when they get cast in these shows, they relocate so quick. Didn't your Kenya head move head? to Atlanta yes. for from RHLA? Yes, yes. Yeah, and... I just have one question. Do you think Marla has listened to Like a Bird more or listened to Chic Say La Vie more? Probably Like a Bird because I think they're very close. <laughs> Marla and Tiffany. Yeah, they really, they truly are. Yeah. And Tiffany is like, what she, what's she doing now? She's going to law school? She's going to law school. Isn't she going to Harvard Law? No. She, I want to say Georgetown. Georgetown, Georgetown okay. which is a, 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 a very she, good I, I just think she's going to a top flight school. Yeah, she yeah. Um, toured Harvard very publicly right after the election or something like that. Very publicly, but like, mm-hmm. very publicly to me. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Let's move on. Okay. Uh, so I think it's time for us to talk about the shows, right? Yeah. Drag Race. I this was the queens. the ball, the ball, the ball show. Mm. The b- <laughs> <laughs> yes, the ball show. So wait, first of all, who are you rooting for, Dan? Or I, even if they were kicked out already, <laughs> did you a pheromone? I, I, <laughs> I was not 
uh, on the Farrah train. I am rooting for Sasha Velour. And oh. it's been a journey to get to this I can, point. I see that. I see you being into Sasha Velour. Yeah, and I wasn't always. I was a, I was a little Trinity Taylor oh, fan. Oh, that's the, the train I recently hopped on. Yeah. I'm on, like, all of their trains. I mean, like, with the acknowledgement that I know Peppermint's going home next. Mm. Yeah, I, yeah, I think this is a very... Very good final four. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I kind of have forgotten. I recently looked back. I was just like, oh, who was in the tops in previous seasons? We've had some really weak finals oh, yeah. compared to all four of these people. Wait, yeah, who was last season? Kim Chi, Naomi Smalls, and then Bob the Dragon. Oh, I liked all three of them. Who was number three four, though? Because it's oh, always a weird No, four, no four was Chi Chi Devane. Oh, oh, that was a good one. But she was good. No, it was the season before where it was like Violet I'm thinking Chachki, of the Violet Pearl season. Violet Chachki, Pearl, Minge, Ginger Minge. And Kennedy were the top and Ken- four. Yeah, which I didn't want any of them to win. Because yeah. that was Katya's season. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Justice for Katya. Yeah. Um, so that's interesting. Yeah, Sasha Velour. Yeah, Sasha Velour. I, I think don't I'm see her, Sasha I don't see her winning it, though. I sort of do because she's a different kind of winner. Mm, I see wins. the point of that, but I think tr- uh, I think not. Yeah, I think Trinity is also a different kind of winner. So is Shay in a way. I think after Ooh, like, this episode, yeah. Shay will win based on the incredibly outsized reaction there was to her very good construction worker mm, uniform uh-huh. that work from home promo. And that was the moment <laughs> that. Like was cemented her as like wow they really think of her as on another level right though I personally thought Sasha should have won this challenge I agree her three looks were better as a whole than Shay's were so the three different looks for those of you who didn't watch had to be a rainbow look where you had to like, like a pride look yeah yeah a rainbow pride flag look um, yeah which. Alexis Michelle took a little <laughs> too literally. It was like those a cheap spandex. things you buy at like Party City. That cheap rainbow pattern. It wasn't she like truly needed one. to go back to Party City, <laughs> where she belongs. <laughs> um, so there was the then there was the unicorn, which was a very weird like furry esque. Yeah, hers <laughs> was very furry. Uh, no, Alexis I mean, is no. I mean the whole theme was like. I know, for but the like furries. some of them pulled, like Sasha pulled it off and it didn't look furry. Well, hers looked oh, like medieval. Yeah. Like, I really didn't like the hooves. It would have been fine if they hadn't put hooves over their hands. <laughs> yeah. That really gave me the creeps. So, no, so, and uh, Shay's gave me a little bit of um, Nina. Shay Coulee's. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like yeah. it was like very like, I don't know. Like, I, was she wearing a breastplate? I feel like she might have been. I think it was like I don't know. I could be making that up. But then there was also... Oh, my God. <laughs> we, this deserves a conversation in and of itself. The YMCA challenge. And how they diplomatically gave it out. How can you diplomatically give it out? If I was Alexis Michelle, I would have been running, screaming out the door to not do the Native American look. Yeah. And aren't there yeah. more village people than that? No, there's no, only five. There's only five, <laughs> and this is the top five. But it's one where... I, if I were the producer, almost wouldn't even have done it. Yeah. Um, right. And this, it just, it's just not the right idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then most of them were careful enough to say Native American, with the exception of Trinity Taylor, who was saying Indian a lot during the episode, too. Oh, yeah. Well, I don't know I if mean, you noticed that. <laughs> she's from Florida. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but of those looks, obviously, Shay... 
like turned it out with the construction worker look. Yeah, it reminded me almost of Naomi's Scarecrow. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It was constructed. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I liked I I liked Sasha's all of her looks. I thought that like her Joanne promo was great. That looked like <laughs> a little house in the prairie, like <laughs> of the final uh, of the village people looks. My favorite was actually Trinity Taylor's uh, because oh she, I like that. Yeah. I liked it because she reminded me of Jerry Blank uh, with the giant oh, hair. Yeah, um, yeah, but yeah, Alexis was kind of cursed by the village person she was given yeah. and really did herself no favors no. by showing like a pretty mediocre outfit and then loudly complaining about how much time she spent on it. She stoned it. Did you stone that top? <laughs> Is her narrative about like complaining that the other girls let her uh-huh. leave the workroom? That drove me crazy. And it wasn't the first time. It's not their job. I know. Like what? Like they're not your sisters yet. They're your sisters after the show ends. And so. it's weird because she... She's not like she's tried out every season since the first season. Oh, she has. Like she watched the first season and started trying out for the second season, and here she is now. So I feel like as someone who's watching the show, like how? But wasn't that also true of Thorgy? Like there are people who mm-hmm. I guess that you, if it's in you, it's in you. Yeah. If it's in you, it's in you. <laughs> There's nothing you can do. <laughs> that should be the show's new tagline. Like Valentina, though. It's not, I'm not a fan of her anymore. She really? Us. Why? What happened? Well, I, I, <laughs> oh, I thought maybe she like did something really. No, no, no. Her arrogance not learning the song. Mm-hmm. Well, I do have to give Alexa Michelle credit though because that lip sync on both of their parts was actually pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was pleasantly surprised. It was like one of the better lip syncs this season of a weak lip sync season. And who would have thought that Macho Man would be like a good lip sync song? Yeah, but it was. Yeah. I mean, like, you usually want a female performer as the song. Right, So it was yeah. interesting for them to do it, uh, Macho Man. Um, I do... That reminded me, though. I feel like sh- the, my problem with Sasha is, like, she's not that great of a lip-sync artist as well. Oh, have you watched her stuff? No, but I just, like, can't picture her being good. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's really fair. <laughs> Because she's like art. <laughs> Did you watch Clats? Oh yeah, well, you didn't make me watch that though. Did you see Clats? I don't know what that is. The New York Queen, so Sasha, Peppermint, Alexis, and Aja put out this single called Clats, and it stands for Club something. Like Club Legend Art, art theater. theater. So one of them's Club, one of them's Legend, one of them's Art, one of them's Peppermint's theater. Legend. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. That's yeah. deserved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's not good. Except Peppermint and Sasha's parts are better than the other two parts. Oh, I kind of like Aja's part. For some reason, that's not surprising. I don't know. Like, Aja, like, I, I, like, I feel for her a little bit. <laughs> Do you feel like she went home too early? I feel like she would be a good person to bring back for All-Stars. I agree. I was wondering if Valentina would come back. I kind of hope she does not. But I would bring back Aja. I want Valentina to come back if she's, like, learned something. Like, if she just learned from this. Like, the reverse Adore Delano. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so I think this week is is like a normal episode, and then we're going to have a reunion episode, and then the finale. That's how it's shaking out, right? Yeah, yeah. Wait, there's a different reunion episode than the finale? Yeah, this year they're doing something different, I've read. They're doing top four episode... 
a reunion that airs instead of like the like a sit down reunion, a sit down reunion, kind of like All Stars, instead of the like best of moments and the finale. And the finale, finale. Yeah. is the finale going to be live? Like live, live. I don't know. I don't know that much. I'm just all I know is this reunion thing is going to is a different part from what I understand. Oh, weird. They've always done the finales in such incredibly weird and complicated and convoluted ways. Yeah, I. Season four that you watched was it, were they still doing it the old school style? No, it was the first year of the in the theater. Oh, I hate because they used to do like like almost like Real Housewives reunions where they would like get into like actual arguments, yeah, right? which was yeah, yeah. better. Yeah, th- like this, like the reunions during the, like the, in front of the live studio audience is like so. <laughs> it's and they cut away. To, <laughs> it is just like that. And they cut away to the audience way too much yeah. because everyone is so amped up for good reason. But it takes a lot of time. But the All Stars Two reunion was Housewife style, but not as good produced or edited properly. Like there was a lot of like just silence, like <laughs> just like left left like dead air mm-hmm. in between scenes. I want them to do like Rue and Michelle in the middle with like a long ass couch on what? both sides. Wasn't Michelle not in the reunion for All Stars? She wasn't, but in the. Previous, in like seasons one, two, and three, um, Merle and Santino would, yeah. Santino would show up. Yeah. Michelle's got to be there because Michelle like gets them all going more than Rue does. Yeah. 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 Because they want to be on like their best behavior around Rue because mm-hmm. he like Peppermint is a legend. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and Michelle is theater. <laughs> That's her dream at least. <laughs> um... Is there anything else in Drag Race, or shall we move on to Potomac, which, oh unfortunately, Dan is unaware of these ways. <laughs> we can zoom through it. We'll I zoom mean, through it. I'm aware of their existence, and isn't the theme of Potomac, isn't it kind of an, like an Alex McCord thing, where it's very obsessed with class? It's like etiquette. charity. Oh, yeah. Oh, etiquette. Sorry. etiquette. Yeah. Dallas no, charity is... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want that. Um, uh-huh. I think... One of my notes is gay waiter. <laughs> I don't even know what like that refers to. Like there was a waiter who was gay <laughs> uh, when they had their sit down. With oh, the make the like the makeup lunch. Yeah, that wasn't a makeup oh, lunch. God. Yeah, I don't like that. Oh, this is my general over. Like I have a overarching. That's not. I don't think that's the overarching. Right word. Overarching <laughs> thought on this whole thing. So the problem with this show is that. The stakes between the women are not high, but they pretend it is. Right. They pretend to be so angry with each other, but the stakes in their own familial and personal lives are actually high. Right. Like with Ashley and her man? Ashley and her man, Robin and her man. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, uh, that's, Wait. Like, that's like a general, but like that could be cured with time. As, like, they film more seasons together. Like, it's kind of like how Ramona and Bethany have known each other for 10 years. Well, yeah. It's sort of like how early New York, they didn't act, like, as, like, crazy as they do now. Mm -hmm. They were sort of normal people. But Potomac, these women have watched these kind of shows for years, so they think they should be acting. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, But it's not warranted. Yeah, yeah. Um, Have you noticed that um, Ashley's drink of choice is a Corona all the time? Uh, I mean, 
It's a good beer choice if you're going that route. She's a Kelly Ben Simone. She loves oh, beer. Oh, yes. yes. Kelly Ben Simone loves a beer. But also, like, she orders a Corona at her restaurant. Where she can get anything. And it's Australian <laughs> themed. And, like, you would think, we've had this discussion before. You'd think she would order, like, a nice Australian beer. Give mm. her a Foster's. Yeah, give her a Foster's. Foster's. I think there was an episode where we were trying to figure out what an Australian beer was. I know, it just rolled up your tongue so easily. Um, I'm so happy that they're going outside of the United States for a trip this year. Because last year they went to, like, Delaware. Where are they going again? Uh, I think they they landed on Bermuda, I want to say. Oh, yeah, love that triangle. But then, like, again, we run into the problem of them, like, trying to create drama where it's, like, Karen, who's the grand dame, and Charisse, who, like... Think she's the she's grand dame, but she's not. Like fighting over who's planning the trip, which is all, which is like a fan fiction to begin with, because Bravo is planning the trip. That's true. Like, anyway, uh, and then my only other thought on Potomac is first birthday parties. That birthday party was insane. So what happened? This new woman, Monique, she's got like seven houses. One of her houses is a lake house in like the middle of nowhere that's like apparently really hard to get to. Yeah, like two hours from Potomac, wherever that is. But she's holding, she's like trying to throw like a Taylor Armstrong level, <laughs> like birthday party for her child. Who's one? Who's one? <laughs> and just like the drama, a lot of the drama was like around like how uh, the vendors couldn't get there on time and the guests <laughs> and the, couldn't get and there the on time. And the pastor couldn't get there, like, a pastor was like going to be like emceeing the party. Was it, a, it wasn't a christening. It was a birthday. Party. No, uh, it wasn't a christening. But it, like had a built-in christening. No, but like she called it something different than christening. It was like an I want to say like offering, but it wasn't an offering. It was like an a child acknowledgement to God. <laughs> I yes. don't know. They didn't use the word christening or baptism or anything like yeah. that. Um, I've never heard of such a thing. I know, it's very weird. Is that a Potomac tradition? Maybe. <laughs> All the Potomac families. But like, half of them don't even live in Potomac. Yeah, Robin lives like 45 minutes away. Monique doesn't live in Potomac yet. She's another one who's like moving to Potomac. Oh yeah, they shipped her in. <laughs> Karen is moving out of Potomac. Yeah. And then the only other thing I have is Giselle is funny, but she seems mentally ill. Whoa. No. <laughs> no. Not, not mentally, not like mentally ill like some other people, but like mentally ill and like, why is she like hanging her hat on hating Monique? Because she is like the person who has to get the drama going. I know, but, it's, but like, there's no like rhyme or reason to it. Like she's literally hating this woman for no reason. I think it's the thing where they think they, they, think need, they need to, to do something. I know. Do something. It's like too much. Yeah. I mean, but I'm going to keep on watching because I do find it enjoyable to watch. Yeah. I enjoyed myself on Sunday night when I watched it's it. It's a fun romp. Yes. I knew that if I didn't watch it on Sunday night, I would have not you watched it. <laughs> and also you would have been in trouble today. I know. <laughs> you could have done a monologue about Potomac. Well, like, Which we, is what I've been doing for the past two weeks. I'm pretty good at asking questions yeah, about yeah. it. Well, because you know who the characters are, so at least like you can engage in somehow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's move, New York. Let's move to New York. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? It's like, wait, it's like when one of the apostles like denied Jesus three times. <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> um, so we start out with that Bethany and Ramona yes. fight. And the thing I liked about this episode in particular is that the editors brought us back so, like, through we, the history. 
I had like whiplash. It was a true supercut. Oh my god! I like. I I've only watched the episode once. I need to like go home mm. and rewatch it because it yeah. was so good. I never thought I would get the opportunity to see again um, Bethany and Ramona on the Brooklyn Bridge. I know. <laughs> when Ramona predicted the future, yeah, just... when she said that she would mess up her relationship with Jason too. Mm-hmm. She is her generation's Tyler Henry. Oh my god. <laughs> so she's the New York medium. Yes. Yes. I would like if a Ramona singer ever appears on the Hollywood medium, my work on this earth is oh. done. Wait, as a quick aside, run don't walk to the last episode of Hollywood Medium where <laughs> it's Joanna Krupa from Real House of Miami. Marley Matlin and Janice Dickinson. It's truly a trifecta. My goodness. The highlight actually is Janice Dickinson because she like physically assaults Tyler and like hops in his lap and like is like nuzzling him. <laughs> What's okay? I yeah, actually want to quite the claim. Now that we're talking about Tyler Henry, I want like your readout on like what are your thoughts? I've never spent a ton of time with the show. I mm. have seen segments. <laughs> I mean, it seems to me that he's kind of briefed on everyone, right? Like, I know the story is that he's driven there effectively blindfolded. Like, he shows up and he doesn't follow celebrities. But, like, that doesn't really resonate with everything I know about the entertainment industry and how it works. Mm-hmm. And so, what, what little I know, it just would would seem to follow that he would be briefed at least somewhat. Right. I like I like the choices they make on like who he pretends that he knows. So he knew Janice he said you're Jan like he like the words like like were slowly coming out of his mouth like Janice Dickinson and she's like, Yeah baby like like well, smothering him. Also like like the one celebrity that he like knew and like idolized was Candace Kane, who like I think is I personally think is great, but also like Probably one of the lesser famous people to ever be on mm. his show. Yeah, I mean, you would also think that if you were a celebrity, you would want him to not know who you were, rather than being excited, because then you could get a more honest reading, yeah, right? Yeah. Right. I just know there's a lot of people who hate him, and I love to love him. <laughs> <laughs> I, I definitely do not hate him. I have my doubts, like I do with all mentalists slash yeah, psychics, right. but... I mean, like, when my, like, love to love him is, like, almost a reaction to the fact that, like, people, like, want to, like, discredit him. And I'm like, come on. Like, That's how I felt <laughs> about the Kardashians for a long, at the peak of them being mm-hmm. hated, where yeah. I was like, they're actually amazing. But that, <laughs> that has circled back around to being mainstream, so. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah. Um, like, they're touring Planned Parenthoods now, and it's like, everyone loves them. Yeah. Although um, this past week's episode, Kardashians was amazing. When they were all confronting Caitlyn. When are they going to admit that Chris is still doing Caitlyn's PR? <laughs> like, honestly. Actually, well, yeah, I see your point. But I feel like they're all still talking about the, the fact that they're not talking to Caitlyn. I know, okay. Right, Let's anyway. back to <laughs> We, like, just did a whole moment. Oh, yeah. Okay. So where were we in New York? Well, we were talking about the retrospective. The Bridge. The Ramona Bridge, claiming yeah. that she had Pinot Grigio first, which is not a lie. Yeah, she did have Pinot Grigio first. <laughs> I don't think Bethany was like claiming to have Pinot Grigio but, first. Yeah, Ramona like blatantly com- uh, copied the beverage brand. Yes. Also, she claimed it was kind of like giving yourself faint praise where she was like, we sold 10,000 cases the first year. Yeah. 
Period. Like, and what have you sold since then while Bethany has legitimately built up her brand? Exactly. And that was also, like, shady. Ramona claiming that Bethany's brand is dead when it's, like, the opposite? Yeah. I mean, no one's talking about Ramona Pinot Grigio anymore. We need to find a bottle. Yeah. Are they still actively selling? I truly do not know. Are they still selling it? I don't know. I know that I they... I have seen it in the... Like, I feel like I've seen it in, like, in an Instagram... Maybe in the past 12 months. I know, but I used to be able to, like... I could, like, walk into, like, a liquor store, in, like, in Hell's Kitchen and, like, like fall find fall it. into the bottles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that was the one thing. But, like, be- I called her the Bethany Bitchy Witch. Ramona <laughs> recounting her conversation to... Was it Sonia? Sonia and Lou. But she's like, Bethany said A, B, C, D, E, and then... She said about you, F, G, H, I. But meanwhile, like, Bethany, like, rewatching it the second time, Bethany only said, you haven't been a good friend to me. Yeah. <laughs> Which is, like, what set her off. <laughs> yeah, but Bethany did bring up, like, the dress thing again. Which was just, like... Uh, I know. The dress thing is so stupid. Yeah. And I thought Ramona was a good friend when she came and sat with... Bethany. When she was sick. And read in another room. <laughs> actually, yeah, that story is actually very nice. Like, the thing about Ramona is, I feel as though if you're willing to accept you being a hypothetical housewife on the show, if you're willing to accept her shortcomings, like, she, she like she can be a good friend within yeah. very specific constraints. Like, you just kind of got to be along for the ride on the Ramona coaster, but, like, if you're strapped in, like she can provide you a lot of support. Yeah. I think that's where Dorinda felt betrayed because right. Dorinda had been playing within those means. Mm-hmm. And then things got a little out of hand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's exactly right. Yeah. Um, what point of the episode was that? Should we talk about that part? Because there is Ramona's reaction to what Dorinda said. The, the next morning? Yeah. Okay. Well, the next morning we start with Dorinda telling Tinsley a story of how she walks downstairs in her pajamas and Sonia's like propped up aside the dining room like credenza or whatever sitting up straight looking like she was dead (laughs) (laughs) and then Dorinda grabbed Sonia to bring her upstairs and Sonia kept trying to kiss her en route to her bedroom classic Sonia (laughs) Um, so Sonia stopped the like pretending, right? I guess so. <laughs> because just a few episodes ago, she was turning down vodka. Like, who would choose to fall asleep <laughs> on a dining room chair? <laughs> like sitting straight. Up. Maybe she's like a maybe she's like a sleepwalking queen. As <laughs> yeah, she's a sleepwalking queen. Um, okay, and then then Dorinda. Is ta- are you talking about like the room damage? Is that right? What that's what I wanted you okay. to get into. Why okay. didn't we see that on camera? Like, why were there cameras not on light fixtures being ripped out of walls? Okay. So, Ramona released th- a statement. Thanks to Alex, who like runs to the Bravo TV blogs each morning after <laughs> every episode. Ramona in Ramona's blog, she says. As far as the paint coming off in the corners of the room, that happened because when I went to go to sleep that night, everyone was already asleep. My room was lit up like a football stadium (laughs) at a night game because the lights from filming were all still up. I know that in the past the crew uses double-sided tape to put them up, so I just pulled them down. I guess I was stronger than I thought. Therefore, yes, the paint came off the wall. A little freshening up with a new coat of paint never hurt over. 
<laughs> so like I this all makes sense because I feel like a woman ripping off light fixtures would be a bigger story in a show, but they can't make it a big story because it's about production. And it also didn't look as though true light fixtures were... <laughs> there weren't, like, <laughs> wires gaping out of the wall. But, like, why would a light fixture be in, like, a corner of a room? <laughs> I did, like, the visual, like, in my brain of Ramona climbing up walls. <laughs> <laughs> like, was that the grudge where, like, the like, demon is climbing on the walls? Yeah, so there's a little bit more from the blog that, that's actually pretty funny. She says, Then when I watched how she talked about... Oh, this is her referring to Bethany. Then when I watched how she talked about me during the interviews, wow, yes, wow, like really, how mean can she get? She really is a bully. I do not think she realizes what she says to others, nor do I think she really cares. That's not about being be real or be strong. I call it be bully. <laughs> So then apparently also Ramona was on Je- Jenny McCarthy's Serious XM show. <laughs> She's making the media yes. rounds. She apologized to Dorinda and she said that production paid for the damage. She said the production company has a huge insurance policy. She got a free paint job. Of course it's upsetting because no one wants to have their house damaged. But the good news is production fixed it. They paid for it. And the entire room got fixed like new. So that's the story. I can't believe, though, that she would be so lighthearted after we saw the footage of Dorinda pouring water into a Mrs. Myers soap container to get the the last drop out and just thinking regretfully about all that's been taken from her. Like, you would have... I would think you would feel a little bit of remorse and not just say, like, oh, a little new paint never hurt. Well, no, I... Well, like, in any apology that Ramona makes... There's, like, a justification. There's never just, like, an apology. Like, I'm sorry, but, like, this is why I felt this way. I have questions about Dorinda's apartment, now that you bring that up. The apartment or the... Her apartment. Because that scene where she was, like, rearranging stuff, (laughs) she was, like, putting, like, shawls, like, really high in her closet. Like, I have no idea the, like, dynamics of her apartment. Oh, I've seen, I've seen, um, storage spaces like that before. I know, weird, like, like, upper things in, like, a New York City apartment. I know, but, like, doesn't she, like, if she's a rich woman, doesn't she want a little more space? No, but this is just her city home. I feel like it's, like, a Peter Tay. Mm. And, like, she's up in the Berkshires. Yeah, she said the Berkshires were her life. Yeah. Maybe she should move into uh, one of those downtown lofts like Tinsley was looking at. Yeah, they could all live in the same building. (gasps) I would kill myself if they all lived in the same building. That would be such a good plot point. (laughs) I know, come on, Bravo, make this happen. Um, I did like Lou making eggs a la Francais the morning after as well. Of course you did. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, and then, you know, the first viewing of this, I didn't notice it at all because I think I was just like knocked out from the fight. But Sonia taking Dorinda's pajamas that Richard bought her and she sealed up in like some vacuum sealed bag like to store as a memory and she was like romping around in it do you not remember this Brendan you're looking at me like I'm crazy no I like don't do you, do you I remember this yes Sonia was wearing like these gold pajamas that were that, were, that were specifically in a vacuum sealed bag <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she like ripped the bag open and it like wasn't even like it was like ill-fitting as well. I wasn't like, oh, this is perfect. But this was, Dorinda was commenting on, the, on this after she'd noticed the paint chips. So it was just kind of like, the paint chips were the main event. And then the pajamas were like, oh, just one more thing, I guess. <laughs> yes. like, it was, I 
felt bad. I, I was excited from the mid-season trailer that it seems like she's gonna finally find her voice. Oh my god. I yeah, oh, wait. yeah, that voice has been silenced since the Holland Tunnel comments. That's true. We have to talk, okay, we touched on Carol intensely, but we have to talk about Jill Zarin. Oh yeah. Like, the return of Jill Zarin actually was good. Yeah. I thought. They gave us another clip montage of the history, which I love. I love history. It was mm-hmm. my favorite subject With back the in <laughs> Uh, I feel like, though, she was a little out of practice. It was a little obvious, some of the ways she was trying to stir things up. She was, like, speaking, like, to the camera, but not looking at the camera, and then, like, trying to avoid eye contact with the camera. It was kind of like when a player from, like, the very early seasons of Survivor, like, comes back now and, like, doesn't know all the new rules. Like, it felt like she was not up to speed. Yeah. It's, she was like sounding very season three when she said that she's sad that Bethany isn't coming to the wedding. I would have liked to see her. (laughs) And then Dorinda was just like, oh, well then take her to lunch. She was like, no, I just wanted to see her. (laughs) I did like when, when she said like, Ramona's messed up and like, she's angry and Dorinda's like, no, she actually, she's okay. But, like, Jill was trying to paint this, like, picture of Ramona. Dorinda's a true friend. Dorinda has my heart. Same. Her and Shannon share it. (laughs) (laughs) She truly is the tree of the season. (laughs) She has planted roots. Then who's, like, the air plant, Dan? (laughs) Tinsley. (laughs) (laughs) Though, if we want to talk about the season, uh, mid-season trailer, I think Tinsley might have some promise. Yeah. One last thing. I mean, th- it was the last 20 minutes of the show. Carol's art. The art, the art show <laughs> with her boobs. I can't believe they aired that on television unblurred. I mean, it's it was like on art. display, on display each and every day. <laughs> <laughs> um, mid-season trailer. Are you want to move on from the art? <laughs> oh, I just only wanted to talk. I liked Ramona calling Bethany cruel Ella. Did she not realize Cruella already has the word (laughs) Like that's sort of the point (laughs) Does she think Cruella is just a name Oh my god (sighs) Okay Mid-season trailer We get a a snowy trip We get a sunny trip We get two trips I love it, two trips still to go Um, Luann almost lighting herself on fire On the snowy trip it would look like She broke the fourth wall in that Did you see her look at the (laughs) camera? And then falling in the sunny trip. <laughs> that was jarring because I don't think we've ever seen Luann that drunk. Yeah. Have we? Yeah. It was a hard fall. But and we don't even like we don't even know what precedes or follows that. Like we just know she's drunk in that moment. Like I'm You can hear that wasn't good or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and then Ramona being like, oh, we should have gone this way. <laughs> Um, the mid-season trailer seems to continue the story of, like, Carol and Tinsley becoming friends, which I'm not really interested in. I support it. I think the show seems to have a lot more energy invested in Tinsley than they've had in previous new wives. Like, I feel as though they're really trying to integrate her into the cast in a way they didn't, for various obvious reasons, with Jules Weinstein. I feel like Jules had a much more interesting story to tell. I, I, I agree, but I think they never tried to say, like, okay, Jules, you you have have to do you're, this, you're yeah. doing things with them now. Yeah. She was always off on her own planet. I yeah. miss Jules. 
Or sister. Maybe she can come back like Lydia. <laughs> I would, yeah. Oh my god, five years later, <laughs> a new woman. Uh, we get Harry Dubin back, which now explains how he's still in the orbit, how I saw him at the premiere party. Right, yeah. He's the one spreading... I, I actually really like the storyline of Harry Dubin spreading <laughs> the... The Tom Yeah. And I wish, like... I I don't want Aviva back totally. I want her to pop in once. Mm, yeah. 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 In like yeah. a very unwell way. <laughs> Throw a leg. <laughs> um, <clears throat> we get the Jason Hoppy soccer storyline. I'm surprised that they're actually like placing this in the show. Yeah, I am. T- they don't usually address like news like this. Yeah. I mean, like divorces and stuff they address, but yeah. not necessarily news of this nature. I think. The way they're getting around it is Carol's doing all the storytelling. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so... So Bethany doesn't have to say anything. Right. So everything we've seen has been, so far, Carol telling someone, and Bethany yeah. hasn't even been involved, right? Yeah, right. yeah. Like, yeah. the burning we do. Thing. We do see her crying in the pool. <gasps> Who is she hugging? Is it? Is it Sonia or is it Ramona? I thought it was Ramona, but that doesn't track with Well, I feel like the, the storytelling wants you to think it's Ramona, but I feel like it could be Sonia. Sort of like how in the first trailer they made it seem like Tinsley was crying about the that election. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when that was not the case. Oh my god, and that took... <laughs> just too much! <laughs> we didn't know that Dorinda was yelling at Candace Bushnell. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, can yes. you tell your brief thoughts on that? As the resident Sex in the City expert superfan hey, How do you feel about scholar. the fact that Candace Bushnell is friends with these women? I was... Genuinely shook up, and I really think slash am surprised she hasn't already. I think this could be a really rich vein of inquiry for her writing, and I'm not kidding. Like, I seriously think she could write something really good and incisive about, like, reality TV culture. Hmm. Like, because she's so... If you go back and read those... Wait, did you read the books? I've read the book Sex and the City, which is just the collection of um, essays that ran in the New York But she's, like, released a book, like... Within the past five years or so. Yeah, and I read her most recent book, uh, which I think suffered from being a little bit unmotivated. And I feel as though reality TV could give her the motivation. Mm -hmm. I'm surprised that we don't see her hang out more with Carol, though, because she worked for the New York Observer. And Carol is constantly doing (laughs) New York Observer promo. Oh, my God. With her two mugs. Yes. I can't believe those mugs showed up not only on the show, but in Carol's Snapchat. I know. <laughs> she, someone needs to tell her that she, I guess he doesn't own it anymore. Jared Kushner. Yeah, but do you think yeah. she just doesn't have an, an idea? Like, I, 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 don't I, I don't know. I, I couldn't possibly guess. Do you, be, do you believe that woman, what's her name? Uh, in Sex and the City with the scarves and the husband. Oh, is that Dorinda? There's a rumor that... Oh, 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 I know who you're talking about. Um, I don't actually know the answer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I I, could see it, I guess. Yeah. Um, is there a rumor based on the fact that Dorinda was, like, kind of a public person at that time? Well, so, her... The, the, the base of it all is that the character in the show, like, was a scarf designer or something which is like what Dorinda's job was Dorinda owned a cashmere company yeah I don't think I even knew that she was a fashion queen Um, yeah like that was her business wow and then like the man that she was fighting with was like the husband before Richard so I think it was 
God, Dorinda has had of many lives. Truly, no, truly, and I, it's like it's kind of understandable that she just wants to hang out in the Berkshires, and I'm kind of surprised she wants to be on this show. Yeah, but I could I could see it. Well, you know what? She gave. I don't know where this interview is from or anything that just like coming to my brain right now she was approached to be on the show back when jill and everyone was like dragging her in but she didn't want to do it while hannah was still in school Uh hannah is the same age as avery more or less and that's why she knows ramona because they were school moms together right and we see her sitting next to is it ramona that she's sitting next to no she's sitting next to Jill, she's at the party. One episode. Yes. Yeah. At the party, uh, the bullying dinner. The bullying Ramona dinner. made some impolitic remarks to Jill. Yeah. Yeah, about her uh, daughter, stepdaughter, right? Yes, her stepdaughter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was uh, that was a that was like a year. If we were to talk about like what was going on in the news and like why they were having the bullying party and like oh, that, that was all then. Yes. Yes. Um, um, so to come come back to the mid season trailer, Dorinda. Is finally lit again. Wearing the same top that she was in her first litness. Uh, and I do like, like, Bethany has a good moment where she's doing the orchestral moment. A conducting. <laughs> a conducting the music of Dorinda's speech. And like, and like Tindley like gets in on it too, <laughs> which is nice to see. And then we end it with Hostess with the Moses, like the new Not Well Bitch. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I liked. But why does she, like, keep attacking Sonia? That's what I can't wrap my head around. <laughs> because probably it could be, like, a proxy. She wants to attack Ramona, but she mm. feels such a loyalty in history with Ramona yeah. that it's just easier to... Sonia's an easier target. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That would be my psychological analysis. Yes, yes. Uh, anything else for New York? No. All right, let's take a quick break, and we'll be back with our deep dive. Okay, we're back for this week's deep dive. So, it's all about Daytime Divas this week. It was the <laughs> premiere, <laughs> which is inspired by The View. And we've talked about talked about it on the show like months and months and months ago when they were first throwing this out there. It's like going to be debuting eventually. Right, so it's based on a book series. A book or a book series? I think uh, singular. Yeah, singular book. Singular book called Satan's Sisters. Mm-hmm. Um... Written by one Star Jones. And... Based on her time on The View. Based on her time on The View. Although it's interesting because other than Vanessa Williams' character, who is, I guess, just supposed to be the Barbara Walters, because she is the main one, the moderator or whatever, there aren't really people who reminded me that much of people on The View. The um, former actress, like the young person, I guess, is sort of like a Debbie character. She was trying. I think they were trying to go for like Raven Simone. Yeah, Raven Simone. That makes more sense. It's like Raven yeah. Simone plus Lindsay Lohan, even though Lindsay Lohan's not a co-host. Right. And the uh, journalist was trying to be Meredith Vieira, but well, Meredith- no, I thought Lisa Lang. Oh, that makes more sense. I think it's Meredith Vieira, Lisa Lang. Uh, Paul, Paul Ferris. Ferris. Yeah. Like, every character is, like, a conglomerate of many people. The, the like, evangelical one was pretty on-the-nose Elizabeth Hasselbeck, though. Yes, no, I but, all, but more so Candace Cameron Bure, because, like, she was more evangelical than... I mean, like, I don't think Elizabeth Hasselbeck identifies as evangelical. Does she? I don't, I, I don't actually know her religious affiliation, yeah. but I... 
she is strongly religious. Uh, yeah, yeah. But, but I think the flavor of religiousness is more Candace. I, I like Candace just, is more yeah. like. I got Lizzie especially with the storyline with her kid because yes. Lizzie is known for. Not my God, Lizzie. <laughs> I mean, Elizabeth has like sort of really publicly had like this big evolution when it came to like especially LGBTQ stuff before she went to Fox and Friends, like when she was on The View. I also just think if you're making a show about The View. I know that Candace Cameron, Cameron, uh, excuse me. I know that Candace Cameron Bure's time on The View was like iconic to some, but I don't think it had like the cultural impact as did Elizabeth Hasselbeck's time on The View. Like I think if you have a conservative character on a fake oh, yeah, view, yeah. it basically is Elizabeth. Like whether you like it or not. Right. Um, I was googling a little bit last night around that character, and conservative sites are pissed about that character. Like, do you know what Newsbusters is? Yeah, sure. Yeah, um, <laughs> I know. It's like this conservative, like media watchdog. So basically, what I do, I put on the other side. Mm. Um, but uh, they were like mad that like the Elizabeth Hasselbeck character was like so accepting of their trans. Kid. Oh my god, <laughs> that's not the angle I thought they'd be mad about. <laughs> So crazy, but the the one that's supposed to be the Joy slash Whoopi, who also is like the evil one at this point, is like there were so many insane storylines in this one episode. Well, she's she, like to me, she and Vanessa Williams are the two stars. I mean, she yes, is agreed. She she's from um, Marin, mm-hmm. like so she like has a pedigree. The other three girls like. Um, Excuse me, <laughs> did you ever watch The Carrie Diaries, the best show on television? Chloe television. Bridges, right? Yeah, Queen. No, I didn't watch. <laughs> well, she plays the the Raven Simone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Who is, who is gen, uh, uh, sexually fluid and addicted and has a mother who's like a deadbeat and tries to extort her. Mm-hmm. Like, that's, that's just one character. Yeah. yeah. And they all have like the... All of those things. It would have been enough if this were just like a slice of life episode, just like sh- introducing us to all of these characters, all of whom have like problems upon problems. But like yeah. the main action of the episode being that Vanessa Williams's character, the fake Barbara Walters, falls into a coma is truly unwell. Like that felt like a season finale to me. Well, actually, you know what? I wanted, like, this is kind of my comparison from this show to some of the other shows we're going to talk about for scripted reality shows is that I liked it because it was like a nod to view super fans of when Barbara Walters had her heart, heart attack oh thing. Oh my sure. God. Uh, so like, I didn't even think about well, that. Well, Brendan, come on. Uh, I thought you were a proud viewer. <laughs> I thought history was your favorite subject. <laughs> Don't come at me about being a scholar, honey. But like, I but like the thing about the show was as crazy as it was, and like so many weird, like so many plot lines that would be just like one episode by itself. There were a lot of like good nods to people who follow the view. Like I mean, these, like, they even, like, named Elizabeth Hasselbeck, which was oh, great. Yeah. And then also, uh, Tamara Mowry was in this episode as well. Yeah, the crazy thing is that this show exists in a universe where The View, The Talk, and The, the Real, Real all, ex- <laughs> all exist, but also... There's room for the yeah, fourth but show. Also, <laughs> Vanessa Williams' character talks about 
making up the lunch hour as though it was a big invention. <laughs> She's like, I had the idea to bring together five women, and it's like, well, did you? The Fair intro enough. was actually very similar to the original. Yes, video. yes, yes, it was. <laughs> with a, with like a, a Photoshop picture of her like shaking Bill Clinton's hand or something. Yes. Oh. <laughs> and then how it had like an overly lengthy description of everyone's credentials. Yeah, yeah. Here's the thing. I'm going to be a super fan of this show until it's dead. It canceled. Which will be, like, probably soon, but... I feel like on VH1, they will just air it. I don't know. They VH1 pulls in pretty good ratings for most of its shows. Yeah. Like, they air all the, like, love and hip-hops, like, yeah, yeah, those yeah. other reality shows, so if, like, this one isn't doing, doing the ratings, then... Didn't they give an untimely death to single ladies, which was a pretty popular scripted show? Like, I feel as though... I don't know her. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know her. This is the show that um, Stacey Dash was on for one season. Oh. <laughs> so, for um, what that's worth. Um, but I don't know. I think Vanessa Williams is actually having a lot of fun and is pretty good. Like, she's I, the best yeah, part of I, By far, yeah. I think like she's really kind of hamming it up in a way that she's really good at in like in the scenes where she's in the hospital like right. she's having the time of her life I could watch her all day yeah for sure yeah she I mean it really is though like Ugly Betty part two yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I loved them on The View promoting it her and Star I didn't see that especially because Joy kept on being like which one's me and then like it came out like <laughs> she's like I'm not a hoe because the, her character in the show is sleeping with yeah. the PA or whatever it was a great, like, five minutes. Yeah, I need to go back. I need yeah. to go back and see that. I didn't get joy from that, other than that they're both comedians, because... I think that's Yeah, that's about so it. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, joy would have made, like, that vagina comment. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, oh, the opening where they all come out in swimsuits? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. Wait, was that, like, this supposed to be the season premiere? Like, them Wait, all come I out? also love, like, they got into, like, a physical fight on the stage yet they made it look like the director was so good oh that, my god like, the, you couldn't do it <laughs> this show's so unwell I mean it, it was exhausting and like part of me was like am I ever gonna come back to this but then when they aired the season preview I was hooting and hollering throughout the entire thing it oh. felt like watching the season preview for a reality show yes. yeah you also, got Janet Mock you got Star Jones <laughs> you got some more people I mean it was just great um and I liked the attention to detail. The set on the show looks like the actual view set, at least like the rafters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Love it. Mwah. Yeah, we'll tune in. Maybe like not report, but just like... We're not, I, I don't think we're going to... It's on our MO to report yeah, it's on a scripted yeah, yeah, show yeah. every week. Yeah. But like if something timely or relevant We'll report comes on the Star Jones episode, the Janet Mock episode. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Okay. So this show premiering inspired me to just take a look at some scripted shows that are based on reality television. And since we have a true television critic in our midst, <laughs> this is the time to talk about it. Uh, so I never watched the show, but I feel like this is the first one that created this genre, which is Reno 911. Which is based... <laughs> I have also never watched it. No, I, it's based on yeah. cops, yes, obviously. Yeah. And it started um, the careers... Wendy of Wendy McLovin McClellan McClendon Covey McClendon the blonde one from Bridesmaids yeah. and then also um, Niecy Nash Niecy Nash obviously who by the way is really good on Claws watch Claws on TNT did that premiere? no it premieres uh, Sunday night 
if you're listening to this on Friday, it premieres in like two days. Yeah. So, oh my god. I actually it's airing opposite the Tony it. Awards, which feels mm. like a really bad decision on TNT's part. TNT, but, please. Yeah. What are you doing? But she's really good on that. Um, Is Cats nominated for Tony? It's the only I thing wish. I saw this no, year. I, I woke up early for it, and Cats was not nominated. No, I didn't wake up early. <laughs> oh no, no best actress, Leona Lewis. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, so I saw one of the movies. Were there multiple movies? I saw I think a there was like one Reno Nylon movie. My, you saw it? Okay, so my boyfriend at the time, shout out Ben, um, <laughs> was like really into the show. And it's actually, the movie was really funny. The humor's there. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, think about it. It's Wendy McClendon Covey and Nisi Nash and like other people. And it's like, it was actually very clever and funny. I enjoyed myself. I saw it in uh, Middletown, Connecticut. Is that where that college is? Wesleyan? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Saw it there. Beautiful town. Beautiful, beautiful town. theater. Yeah. Had yeah. a wreck. So then I think the next big one was really the comeback, which I think all, would all three of us agree is one of the greatest shows of all time. Yes. We're all super fans. Yes. It was. It really was ahead of its time. It was the bionic of. <laughs> I'm not just saying that as an homage to bionic. It oh truly God. was. I mean, the fact that like they aired that show and then came back nine years later. And it was like as good as it was then. I actually think the concept for the second season wasn't as strong. Like, because they didn't just do a reality show again. They did the Mm -hmm. whole DVD extras Mm -hmm. thing. Mm -hmm. But the show itself was as good as it was. This is a bona fide TV credit. (laughs) (laughs) The second one wasn't really as much about reality TV. and was more about celebrity in general. And so, but like, man, it was so good to have them back. And I'm, I'm sad for many reasons that... The actor uh, who portrayed Mickey is no longer with us. Mm-hmm. Uh, but among other things, in addition to the great loss that I know a lot of people are feeling, it's really too bad that that door is kind of closed. Yeah. Right. I yeah. feel like you can't bring back the show without Yeah. Him. Right. But it was really so good. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it had that moment where uh, Valerie joined the Real Housewives, which was... God. That was so good. <laughs> <laughs> um... And then we have 30 Rock, which had Milf Island and Queen of Jordan, which Titus Burgess recently talked about the whole Queen of Jordan thing when he was on RuPaul's podcast. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was like really interesting because that was like his breakout yeah. role. Right. And like it's Sherry Shepard as a comedic actress, which we don't get a lot, but she's good when she does it. Yeah. She's really good on 30 Rock. Yeah. Yeah. And Titus was, like, explaining that they beefed up the Queen of Jordan stuff because uh, Tracy was going through, like, his health issues then. Mm -hmm. Well, because there are two Queen of Jordan episodes. And in the second one, Titus has gone from just kind of, like, holding an apple to, like, fully engaging in the plot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Have you caught up on Kimmy Schmidt yet? I never watched that, really. Oh. Yeah. yeah, it felt weird watching it this year for some reason, but that's another story. I feel like, that, yeah. I feel like all, all people that I've spoke, spoken to have watched it said they were like checked out after the season. Yeah, I don't know what it is about it, but it was something like just deeply weird about watching this. I mean, show I never got into it this year, so. but I don't. Yeah, we'll talk offline. Yeah, I've, right. s- I've written about my feelings about Kimmy Schmidt in the past. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'll check it out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so then there's Hot Wives of Orlando and Las Vegas. Have you watched either of those? So I watched Orlando, but only half the season. Like I didn't finish it. And this is my problem with it. It like 
it's a show that's mocking the Real Housewives, but I feel like it's not made for someone who loves the Real Housewives because the jokes are so broad. Like, there's nothing specific, like, in Daytime Divas where, like, I can appreciate, like... Vanessa Williams being in a coma because I remember Barbara Walters like having like being in the hospital for a few months. Um, <laughs> that that might be reading into it. <laughs> <laughs> but like but like er- like everything in like Hot Hot Wives was very like I'm he- I'm not here for the drama. There's not going to be any drama tonight. Like there it, there was nothing like specific enough in uh, it. I've seen a couple episodes and I stopped. And I agree with you. I think like the things that work the least well on the Queen of Jordan episodes are when they just quote the housewives verbatim. Yeah. And there are a couple moments where they do that, where Tina Fey says, does the thickest thieves speech, for instance. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. the same is true of, like, all of the hot wives, where it's just, like, glancing at the greatest hits without any real yeah kind of depth to it. I did love Kristen Shaw in it, mm-hmm. which, like, I just like her She's pretty much in anything. Yeah. And I liked Casey okay, yeah, during Casey it as well. Um, not to go back to uh, 30 Rock and Queen of Jordan, but that just reminded me that's another example of a universe where the show that they're mocking lives in that universe. Yes. Also. Like, yeah. those references also, like, I remember, like, Tina Fey saying something about, like, when is Sonya Morgan's uh, uh, toaster ever, ever going to come out and that sort of right. thing. Right, right, right. So, yeah, yeah. Very interesting. Yeah. And I think, like, the Vegas series like aired on TV as well from what I understand but I didn't I didn't catch that I, I missed that memo I've only ever seen it on Hulu yeah mm. so then there's also so there's two shows that you guys may not never even heard of but it's like a weird it's so weird Alex wanted me to bring this up <laughs> Hollywood Darlings which stars Jody Sweet and Beverly Mitchell and Christine Lacken who apparently is from Step by Step but like they kind of make fun of the fact apparently that she's like the lesser known of the three. Yeah. Which is funny. But the concept of the show is like they're three friends who grew up in like television together as children. But like it's supposed to be a doc. It's like kind of like the comeback in that they're being filmed, living their lives. But like it's like I think they gave interviews saying that they're ad libbing. But to me, it seemed like it was scripted. Like from the tra- I didn't see an episode. I watched the trailer, but like. Like, could you really see Jody Sweeten and Beverly Mitchell, like, improvising? I know. <laughs> I know. They were in the Groundlings. <laughs> yes. <laughs> They're the Lisa Kudrow of their generation. Exactly. Um, so then similarly, Candidly Nicole was on VH1 and was apparently born out of, like, some AOL web series that Nicole Richie did. And then they moved it to VH1. And it's, like, supposed to look like reality was this the one very recently like not very recently two like years two, ago. Yeah, yeah, two years yeah, ago yeah 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 i watched a couple episodes courtney acts in one of those episodes actually oh i didn't know that and there's more in courtney act to come yeah in this, in this episode <laughs> she, a, girl, a girl i went to college with was hired to be like nicole's friend that goes to soul cycle with her like she was hired as an actress to be nicole's mm. friend so, yeah it's weird yeah see that like all that shows that it was obviously not reality mm-hmm. <laughs> one thing that's really interesting is that i've never actually seen candidly nicole but i've seen a few episodes of great news the nbc sitcom nicole richie is quietly a really good like actress on scripted tv yeah we watched two episodes of that and like i feel like it's like a good show, but not a great show. Yeah, I think it needs some time to gel, but I think she's really good on it. Yeah. Why did you watch that? I'm curious. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <This is> like, <laughs> I watched it for one reason this only. This is so embarrassing, actually. 
The trailer for the series was set to a Little Mix song. <laughs> <laughs> so were you watching to see if you could hear the song? No. That you probably already own on iTunes. Like I wanted to support a show that would su- that supports my girls. So that's pretty much it. <laughs> Sad. Um, okay. So then to close out the steep dive, Unreal. Which I think is the first one since the t- the comeback, which is like acknowledged as a show of note. I would agree with that. I think it's really like more so in the first season than in the second season, but it definitely oh, yeah. captured everyone's imagination. The first season was great. And I think it like added fuel to the fire of the whole Bachelor Nation thing because like it got people more excited about the Bachelor, yeah, I feel like. Definitely. Which was maybe not the intention. Yeah, it definitely reinvigorated the Bachelor, I would say. Yeah. The second season was a little bit of a mess. And then this third season apparently has been delayed into 2018 because they were supposed to like they, they it's like usually a summer show. Yeah, I and think. It should be coming on now. Basically now. Yeah. So oh, so it like corresponds with like Oh, I guess the no, Bachelor's no, always happening. No, yeah, yeah. Never <laughs> baby. I was thinking of this yeah. current season of yeah. Bachelorette, which yeah. I always say I'm going to watch, but I never do. Yeah. So I think that's it for the scripted shows. If you if we miss anything, you can jump into our Facebook page or tweet at us and slap well, some sense into ours. Yeah. I was hopeful we would talk about So Notorious, the oh, Corey yeah. Spelling show from 2005 or so. But oh my god, I how could I forget about that? That was actually. Like, funny. I watched <laughs> the whole actually, season, I think. <laughs> like, a really quietly good show. And that's where, like, Zachary Quinto, like, got his star. Yes. He was in that? Yes. <laughs> he was a substantial part of He that. was, like, her gay. Yeah. Oh, my God. Where, how do you feel about, like, what Tori's going through right now? I mean, I don't feel good about it. I feel a lot of empathy. Uh, I yeah, actually, yeah. what is she going through? She's just, like, having children because it makes her money. Keep her, oh. Keeps yeah, her relevant. I will. I was going to say keep her husband. Oh. <gasps> <laughs> but like don't they also have marital issues as well i mean i i can't read into any motives but i will say like uh having watched every episode of the reality show she did true tory do you remember this it was on lifetime which like which iteration i know there's been, there like, like a thousand they're like, like keeping up with the kardashians where it's like they take Instead of like taking Miami, they take like five kids. No, no, this this wasn't the this wasn't Tori at the end because they had the show called like In Love. Do you remember that In Love? Yeah, where they ran it, and this was called True Tori, and it was them responding in almost real time to tabloid rumors about, and it made me feel a lot of empathy for her because it was a show that shouldn't have been aired. Yeah. And so ever since then, I've always just kind of felt bad. But so I I can't believe I forgot that. And that was like airing during like the flavor of love cinematic universe. Like it was like the only show that was like... Towards the tail end of it, it kind of overlapped most with Lindsay on OWN. Another show that... Oh, so that was... This was like 13, 14. So Notorious? No, no, I'm talking about True Tori. No, no, I'm talking about So Notorious. Yeah. No, we didn't that like overlap. So notorious was was on VH1 during the Flavor of Love era. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. that was just fun and that was lighthearted. Like so because that was good. before that was before she met Dean. Yeah. Because the whole plot was that she was she a single, single lady, and her mom, played by Lonnie Anderson on the yes. show, was like constantly meddling. Oh my God. It was. So, that's like after the comeback, maybe the best of all these shows that I'm. <laughs> oh my God! Wow. Um, I have one story about. 
Tori Spelling years ago. Um, I thought you were going to bring up Ladies of London again. <laughs> oh oh my there. god, I should. Years ago, she came to an event of ours, and there was going to be a gag where not a gag, but like one a moment on stage <laughs> was going to be her and Lisa Vanderpump, and Lisa was going to have Jiggy, mm. and Tori was going to have her chicken because she has pet chickens. Oh, sure. And <laughs> at, the, at the top of the red carpet, I was handed the chicken cage, and I had to go find. <laughs> I had to go find a place to. Keep it oh. safe. Oh my god. You should disgusting. write like a memoir. Your memoir is on a game show. And the chicken was wearing pearls and like a jacket like Jiggy. Oh my god. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Wait, did the, did the gag end up going off? or did Yeah. It, yeah. Yeah. It was great. I'm, I'm glad all your work <laughs> paid off. Wait, is there anything else I'm forgetting other than so, so notorious? No, I, and I'm sorry I interrupted, but no, that just I'm glad you jumped did. out in my mind. Because uh, oh Tori Spelling is kind of a true practitioner of the form. Yes. Oh my God. Yes. Uh, so freak of the week, one true queen. You take the freak. Yeah, I'll take you, the like, freak. You're deep in it. Well, no, I just found this. <laughs> Ira Madison uh, wrote this article on Daily Beast, which <laughs> I just really identify with because it's like all these photos of Keisha Knight Pulliam photographed with Bill Cosby showing up to his trial, like smiling, like she's having the time of her life. Uh, so, so Ira wrote, as Cosby's sexual assault trial be- began Monday in Norristown, Pennsylvania, Cosby was guided into the courtroom, not by his wife, Camille, but by his former television daughter, Knight Pulliam. Knight Pulliam portrayed Rudy Huxtable on The Cosby Show from 1984 to 1992, cementing him as a father figure in her life since she was five years old. These are the actions of a woman who still publicly supports Cosby when many of his former friends and co-workers have either turned against him or remained silent. Uh, so Cosby's spokesperson said, she's not here to pro- proclaim guilt or innocence. She's here to finally hear the truth for herself in the courtroom. She wants people to stop listening to the sensationalism and come hear the truth. This is clearly a photo op for her. Yeah. And as, for you Come Through Queen listeners... She was briefly married to Lisa Wu's ex-husband for one week. And... Recently. Like in 2015 or 16. Yeah, I keep on saying recently, but I mean like like the past five years. (laughs) (laughs) Not recently, like two weeks ago. (laughs) Um, So yeah, I feel like that ties her into the Bravo cinematic universe. If Lisa Wu were to come back, I'm sure she would have something to say about that. Lisa Wu did come back at Charay's. I know, but it was kind of like a whimper. Because like no one cared. I know. I want... It was not like a Jill Zarin appearance. Yeah, so this is not her comeback. <laughs> uh, Brennan, who is our one true queen? Okay, so y'all. 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 Um, Little Mix, Little Legends, <laughs> just released their music video for Power, and it's already instantly iconic. It includes appearances by Willem Belli, Courtney Act, and Alaska Thunderfuck. 5,000. The AAA girls. The AAA girls, they didn't go bankrupt morally. They are here supporting our sisters. And as we were recording this episode, I got a G-chat from one P of P's Corner, who we haven't been in his corner in a while. Yeah. And I told him, we want to be in your corner. So (laughs) we haven't even heard this yet. Um, We're going to throw to P in his corner and hear what he has to say about power and little mix. Hey, sweet angels from heaven. Sorry I haven't spoken to you in some time. It's P. Um, I just watched the Little Mix Power video 
and I oddly had never heard this song before like I said I've been busy whatever um, but this is one of the more iconic things that I've ever seen in my natural life uh, oddly the Willem Courtney Act Alaska piece of it was I, I'm not sure if they were aware that they were being filmed uh, they just seemed to be chilling out which is fine um, but Jesse Nelson's hold up my turn rap in front of the motorcycles is the best thing that's ever been recorded on film um, and we should all sort of applaud her send her an edible arrangement um, make a shrine and Little Mix is better have a good night Thank you, B. Little Mix is better. He pretty much summed up almost all of our, th our thoughts on this. Exactly. Okay, so as a person who's not deep in the fandom of Little Mix as we are, what were your thoughts? Because Dan, other Dan watched live with us. Yes, for the yes. first time. <laughs> <laughs> I was really impressed. Um, I'm not only not really in the fandom, I just don't know who they are. <laughs> I've read about them. I've read about them because of you guys. But I'm not. I just... They they are not really a part of my daily life. Mm -hmm. And now I think they might become that. Oh. Because I was really impressed. Yeah. Like, from the interpolation of the Queens to just, like, the surprisingly really high production values. It looked mm -hmm. a lot better than a lot of major acts uh, music videos and had a lot less product placement. <laughs> like, it was actually just, like, they invested some time and energy into this. They might have saved on the budget from a few other videos for this video. Maybe I'd be less impressed if I knew the whole yeah, history this, thing. Yeah. This era's been pretty good. The, the touch video. The touch video was a little bad, but I mean, it was fine. Like, Well, we're, we're, what we are referring to is a video that was pretty much shot purely in front of green screen. Yeah. <laughs> so That's okay. A lot, that. Of, a lot of big movies are too. Yeah, but <laughs> Touch is arguably their best song. Ever. Yeah, yeah. It's so like yeah. a bop. Yeah. I will go listen yeah. to that on YouTube. A lyrics video so I don't have to watch the video when I get home. No, no, watch the, watch the video because like it adds to it adds to it all. And then watch everything from this era, then go back to last era and watch Black Magic and like mm -hmm. see how they've grown, but like Black Magic is like so fun. Yeah. Where does Get Weird fit into all of this? Get it's, Weird was last era. It's their third album. Okay. It's like they're like funky, like we're we're weirdos, but like they're not really weirdos concept. I mean not every pop star or pop group, I guess, would have like Alaska in their video, so yeah, I will. Well, they're they're on the edge of something. Jade is a Drag Race super fan. She went to DragCon, yeah. And if you notice during the like, I guess like what the rally protest scenes in the power video, she was wearing what she was wearing the same designer that a lot of the Drag Race queens oh. wore during the Miley Cyrus VMA oh. performance. Like a very similar look to that. She's like deep in it. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's impressive. Yeah. So the queens. The queens. That's them. They're always going to be our queens, but this week they are <laughs> our one true queens. Yes. Uh, Dan, thank you for coming through. Thank you. Thank you. This was really fun. I'm was really so glad fun. I came. <laughs> I think like we went like really long because this was so fun. Yeah. <laughs> That's fine. Have fun editing. I mean, you guys can just like take a take a little lunch break listening to this episode. It's no big deal. Um, so if you haven't already, subscribe on iTunes or Google Play. Leave a review there. Blah blah blah. 
Yeah, blah, blah, blah. Dan, where can we find you? Uh, I write for Time Magazine and Time.com, and on Twitter, I am DPD underscore. That's yeah, right. Remember the underscore, it's complicated. Yeah. And he has many more stories to tell on Twitter. <laughs> I hope I do. <laughs> um, you can find other Dan at IDKIDK. Yeah. You can find me at Not Brendan. You can find us on Twitter and Facebook, Come Through Queen, Come Through Queen Podcast on Instagram. Please leave a review. <laughs> that sounds so sad. Um, or you could call us at 717 47 Freak. Seven one seven four seven freak. So, but keep it okay. Listen to yes. P's. P was a good example of what we need from you. A minute and eight seconds. Beautiful. <laughs> uh, like, comment, subscribe. Harsh retweet. Love us, love us. Please retweet. See you next week. Bye. 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 Come through, queen. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit Juvederm.com.